This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. It's a uh, the post-game podcast. His name is Alan. It's great to see you, Al. Oh, hi, Jerry. I have something for you today. I was considering saving for the actual warm-up show because it does have sports connotation oh. to it. But that? I thought it would be a better discussion for here. Okay. So uh, let me bring it to you here. I don't know if you're familiar with this fella, Clay Travis. I'm aware of You're him. aware he exists. Yeah, 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 I don't follow him or watch him, but I do yeah. know who he is. So he, was, uh, he used to do a uh, radio show on Fox Sports. Mm-hmm. And then he moved over, and now he does a he does the old Rush Limbaugh show with another guy. That's where he is. Yeah, they took over for Rush. So Limbaugh. that's middays, right? On like uh, ABC. Yeah, I think it starts at nine a.m. Maybe. Oh, not. I thought it was. Noon. Or no, maybe you're right. Maybe it is noon. Okay. But um, he also had a uh, a website called Outkick. Yes. And he's very active on social media. Bit of a bleep stir, if you will, Jerry. Mm-hmm. He likes to stir up uh, issues and things. Uh, I, I enjoy following him on social media, although I got to tell you, I've never listened to a show of his, Okay, but I follow him on Twitter. Got it. Because I like he kind of trusts What about his... podcasts? You never listen no. to No. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I don't know why. And you're always looking for a new podcast. That would be someone I would think you'd be interested in trying. Correct. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know why. But I do like the guy. So he brought something up on Twitter after the Vegas Aces won the WNBA mm-hmm. championship, he put up a million dollars of his own. He wants to put up a million dollars of his own money. This guy's doing well. Yeah, he is doing Jesus well. Christ. Yeah, exactly. This is what I thought. <laughs> he said, I'll put up a million. He went on Twitter and he said, I'll put up a million dollars. Las Vegas Aces versus a high school boys team of my choosing. Okay, so he's gonna he's gonna pick an elite squad. He's gonna pick an elite squad of boys team, and he said, "I will uh, challenge the thing." And 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 they didn't respond. Mm-hmm. Then I think he got it to a a point where it wouldn't be an elite squad; it would be just a, a boys high school, but a decent boys high school basketball yeah. team. And they'd get murdered. You think the boys? What about an yeah. el- what about an elite squad? No, that would be. Well, that I'm would just be saying, like, if you pick the best high school boys basketball team in the country, yeah, could they beat the WNBA I champions? I think it's possible because if you look at some of these elite high school programs, and when I say high school programs, I don't even know where these kids go to school, but there are elite 18U teams that play in high school leagues. The way I understand it. Like LeBron James's kid played on a team as a senior in high school where he wasn't even the best kid on the team. Um, and you're going to have kids that are going to make the jump from that team to the NBA or one year in college and right to the NBA. We're talking guys that are seven feet tall, guys that are six eight that can jump through the 
roof. Um, I think that's a game. I do. But if you're going to tell me you're going to pick a good varsity high school program from New Jersey or Minnesota or wherever, I think they'd get their ass handed to them. All right, let me – you know what? Because the, the one thing about whether you like it or not, uh, meaning women's basketball, yeah, the shooting is impressive. I mean, there are – when you look at the girl from Iowa, I'm blanking out on her name, um, Caitlin Clark. Yes. The girl can shoot from 40 feet out, and these WNBA players can flat out shoot the ball. My question would be the athleticism of an elite 18-year-old type of team. They're men now. Yes, 18-year-old uh, basketball players are men. I think that would be a game. I don't think a, a random varsity team gives them even five minutes of a game. So, yeah, it's he said... Uh, He's offered the million dollars to the WNBA's Las Vegas Aces if they can beat a high school boys state champion of my choosing. He says now the WNBA team no longer has to put up a million dollars. They just have to win and they get a million dollars because a gambling company is putting up the million dollars for the Las Vegas Aces. Okay, so he's doing this to win money. He's doing this to win money. The problem with this is this is a no-win situation for the Aces. For the WNBA. It's stupid. I get they have nothing to prove. So the idea, so let me, let's play this out. They go out and win, then what? Anybody write about it? Does anybody care? No, well, he's saying WNBA players have long complained they are underpaid. Now they have a chance to make a million dollars by winning a single game against a high school boys team. All right, but that's a million dollars split up against 16 girls. Yeah. So you're talking about them each winning $80,000. I'm pretty sure they're doing okay. I mean, I don't know what salaries yeah. are. Like I would actually see. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, I'd be curious and, too. And, like, and I'm what? coming back to the whole risk reward part of this. Right. Like, so, do they look? Does it look weird for them to even get in the mix on this? Yes, I think it does. The I Las would, Vegas. Aces? If I were their agents, I would yeah. say, "Are you out of your mind?" So, yeah. I mean, it, it, financially, it does make some sense. I'm looking at what they make. Um. The top paid player, it looks like, if I'm reading this correctly, from the Aces, is this the yeah, this is the makes two fifty a year. So if you tack on eighty to that, that's a pretty significant. No, 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 no. I take that back. She makes more than that. Oh no, two fifty for two years. Yeah, and then you've got girls that are making. One girl specifically is making seventy five thousand, so she would double her pay. Yeah, I don't know. I still think if I was their agent, I would say stay away from this. There's no because if you win, you're oh yeah okay right. It's They'd only like, a of story course you if, won. You're a you're a, a yeah. women's uh, adult women's. It's only a story if they lose pro team. That's all. It's right. just a story if they lose, and they don't win the money if they lose. Right. I don't know. I I would advise them to. You don't need this crap. Yeah, he's still pushing on because he's been doing this since they won the championship, and now he's got this gambling I company. Why though? I think he just to embarrass to them, stir up trouble. Well, yeah. he's just saying, I don't know. It seems weird. Like it seems like ESPN does a lot of WNBA coverage. They do because I think it's part of their contract with the NBA. Oh, okay. I think they. I think they have to. You know, it's like you if you watch um, the Liberty games. The yeah. Liberty games are either on Yes or MSG. I forget which one. I think it's on Yes. Partnership I deal. I think it is. Yeah, I think so. It's partly why they play in different uh, times of the year. Yeah. Um, to not com- not I don't want to say compete, but not to go up against the NBA, you completely get lost. Um, I, you know, are they? Do they get paid like men? No. 
but no one watches them. Yeah, they're not taking in the money. Uh, they're, yeah, they're not taking in the, the same amount of money. The leaves. there is no the, the revenue compared to what the whether it's right or wrong. The revenue that's brought in, and this is not a male female thing, because I will always come back to if you want to throw at me, oh, you're killing the whip. No, I'm not. To me, it's the it's the the absolute same thing as collegiate baseball and college football. No one gives two craps about college baseball, and those guys work their asses off. Maybe even more than football players. Well, I shouldn't say that, but as much because they are in the in the bubble, in the gym, in the batting cage. They're throwing, throwing programs. 10, 11 months out of the year, no one watches them. No one cares about them. They generate no revenue. So guess who doesn't make a lot of nil money? Collegiate baseball players. They don't bring anything in. College football players bring in the money, so they make the money. They're on TV. People go put Stanford against Ohio State baseball on on a Saturday in May. Tell me how many people watch that game? Yeah, but why? Isn't that weird? Because we're not in. Because we're. But why are we interested in college football? I'm and college not, basketball. I think that's a middle of America thing. Yeah. Like I don't know. I don't know what the ratings for college football are in New York, but I will tell you across the country, it is ridiculous. Um, and partly probably because in a lot of cases that is their team. But even in like cities that have NFL teams and NBA teams, there's there still seems to be parts of the country where the college teams still do better well. than the NFL team, or just at least they do yeah. they do really well. Like like Ohio State, right? They got, got Cleveland, Cincinnati. Yeah, although I guess they don't have anything right there in Columbia. Columbus, right? Cool. <laughs> I love Yale. <laughs> Um, but yes, Columbus. I, I, I understand your point. I guess also the fact that you're not competing with the NFL. Yeah, like you, you can like both, and you can watch Ohio State every Saturday and watch the Browns or your Bengals every Sunday, and they really never, they never conflict with one another. Do you think there's a big discrepancy with if I were to say take the WNBA champion Vegas Aces versus the NCAA women's champion? Do you think that's a competitive game? That's a good one. Um, I do think it's competitive. Yeah. I do, because it's a similar game. You're talking about the NCAA champions. Yes, the champion women's. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you told me that Iowa was going to play, or was it South Carolina that beat them last year? LSU. Was, team that, was it LSU? Yeah, well, you're right. You're going to tell me LSU is going to play the Vegas Aces? Yeah. I do think that's a close game. Like it's not a blowout. No, because I don't. You're talking about. 18 to 22 year olds against 22 to I mean there are some veteran players but let's say the majority of them are between 22 and 20 so yeah I think it probably is very competitive like why wouldn't it be I wonder why we don't want to watch women's sports personally I think it's too much too much sports well let me ask you this why has why has soccer not taken off in this country that I don't know men's or women's okay how come no one cares about Arena League football, which is actually kind of fun. Does anybody watch that? No. Does anybody watch pro lacrosse? No. Does anybody watch one. field hockey? Nope. Like, I just think, and and we make fun of it, the masses don't watch professional hockey. I love it, but a lot of people don't. It's like football and baseball and now basketball kind of rule the world. Like, how much more can we watch? And the hockey one's funny, too, because the, the arenas will sell out. Oh, 100%. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, those those um and if you look at like the team social media accounts, millions of followers. Does basketball, NBA basketball get good national ratings? 
That I don't think? know the answer to that. Yeah, I've, I've asked that question before. Yeah. I think certain games do, but you're also dealing with cable networks right. mostly. Um, I know they've put some games on ABC because of the writer strike lately, but I think a lot of the big games are on TNT. A lot of the big games, unfortunately, are at 10 o'clock at night because they've involved the Warriors and the Lakers and teams out west. Um, I don't think they do great, no. I don't think they do bad, but I don't think if they announced um, Cowboys-Eagles was the most watched game, I believe, this year and like in the past 10 years from from Sunday. Yeah. I think it had 28 million viewers. Does that sound That's right? Unbelievable, yeah. It was that a crazy number. Right. If you told me, let me go even Google, what the, what the highest rated NBA regular season game, right? Yeah. So if I go regular season. 2022... 23 highest rated W and uh, not W NBA regular season game. Will it involve LeBron, Jerry? Who's Ratings. the biggest NBA star right now? Is it still LeBron? No, I would say it's probably, uh, is it Steph Curry right now? Is it uh, Giannis and Dumbo I don't know that Giannis is really a. Giannis is like Joel Embiid. Like, I don't know that he crossed. Like, Steph Curry crosses over. Like, um, LeBron still does cross over. Um, I don't know that Giannis. Like, Giannis to me is like Kawhi Leonard. Top of their game, but, mm, you know, kind of like him. But eh. Jimmy Butler's a star. He's not a superstar. Um, I would say you're talking about the likes of LeBron. You're talking about uh, Steph Curry. I think Luka Doncic. Actually, that's a good one. Durant is, whether we like him or not, I do, even though he left. Um, there's not a lot of them, though. So let's see here. I'm trying to see. No, as you look at that, you know what I would like? Know what I would watch, Jerry? I'd yeah. watch the WNBA Aces, the okay. Vegas Aces, against a high school men's basketball team who haven't hit puberty le- oh, yet. Okay. That right. would just be, imagine those women just dominating. Boys. <laughs> so here's an article. Oh, God. So you want to see them grow out and just kill them. Yeah. All right. So here's an article from April about its viewership, uh, 22-23. So it's basically saying they average. This is amazing. These games average. NBA one, games? Yeah. 1.5 million viewers. Yeah. Wow. Weird, right? Yeah. It's weird because not the not NFL football games that that Sunday four twenty five window with a great matchup yeah. will get twenty eight million people. Well, this one did. Yes, I would yeah, say on that, average is getting twenty five. Yeah, because the, the previous one uh, from a couple weeks ago was like twenty seven million. Yeah, yep. That's that is so crazy. But again, you're talking sixteen, sixteen or seventeen Sundays of regular season football. This is eighty-one games, games every single night. Um, to me, it's kind of the word I used to you before. I think the warm-up show began this morning. It's like saturation of sports. It's just everything is too accessible. We can watch any game we want. If we don't see the game at ten minutes after it's over, we can watch fifteen-minute highlight packages. Like it's too much. It just I love sports. It's too much. What about this one, Jerry? Worst NFL team. Okay. So currently you would say that's the Panthers? Yeah, they're one and seven. One and seven. Yeah. Against the whoever won the NCAA college football championship. People have talked about this before. Yeah. People um 
from a standpoint of the NBA, worst NBA team to the national champion. Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, the people that have played pro football will tell you. I would say that the, the college blowout. team would get killed. Yeah, in football. Yeah, because there you've got 22 guys on the field, offense, defense, then your special teams. Think about the national champion over the years. If they're that good, all of them would end up in the NFL, and it's still a very small number that actually make the NFL roster, right. let alone become players. I think the hardest thing for people to understand is like when you look at an NFL team and you look at certain players, you go, this guy sucks. But he was way better. Than everybody else. Than everyone on his college team. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, you can use Zach Wilson as that example. Yeah. You look at his highlights from college. It's like, what the hell changed? And I guess it's the the speed of the game and, and where they play and how much better the competition is. It's all of that. But it's like, it's just one more level. And it just isn't working. And then you got guys who did not much in college and they become NFL stars. Right. Makes no sense. One of the games this weekend it was with the uh, oh was it was that uh, rookie quarterback for the Cardinals? Okay, Tune I think his mm-hmm. name is. He threw like a terrible pick to a uh, linebacker, and the broadcaster was like, I forget who was doing the game. He was like, in college that guy's not that guy is not there. Right. So when you see that dude open, and you're throwing him the ball, it gets through. Yeah, someone's not coming out of nowhere to pick that ball off. Correct. They close on the ball very quickly. The windows are very tight, and you've got to you got to make the throw at the proper time. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going the other way. Hmm. Very true. Uh-huh. I was on the field at uh, at the link on Sunday, and I was watching. I was five feet from Micah Parsons as he was going through his pregame routine. He is, he's just strong, and he's so quick. And my first thought is. I'm 25 years older than this guy, and we aren't even on the same planet. No. At, and, and 25 years ago, myself, compared to him, it's not. It's a different universe. Yeah. How big and strong and fast they are. It was It was cool being that close and seeing it. Yeah, I, I, I think the first dude I saw in the locker room who looked like a different type of um, alive species that was not me mm-hmm. was Curtis Martin in the jet locker room. Okay. The guy had muscles on coming the, out of his neck. And his calf looked like a bicep. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. That's unbelievable. Well, that's what I think part of that is when your body is your career. Yeah. I think that's when you are spending the time in the gym, even when you're not supposed to be in the gym. Like that's that's your life. That's why it's still funny to see current lanky quarterbacks and you think, how is, like Eli Manning. How did he not break? Yes. Yeah. How are you getting drilled like that? And then we see Mike White did break. He broke right in half when yeah. the Buffalo Bills came in and went. Whoosh. Well, and then that's to your point, too. Like when we'll sit there and say, how does he not hold on to the football? Yeah. And then you get the slow motion view of the replay and the guy has no clue he's about to get hit he goes to throw the football the ball is basically exposed with his arm up in the in the in the l angle if you will as he's about to take it back 
He gets hit by a guy that weighs 245 pounds coming at light speed. Yeah. And then in slow motion, you see the guy's head almost snap off his neck. And it's like, and he's worried about losing the football? He's hoping his neck, his head isn't rolling down the field. Correct. It is It is unbelievable. That's why we sit there and we kill these guys. Like, oh, my God, you go out there and try it. Holy crap. The other day when I was eating lunch, Jerry, I pulled up YouTube and I was looking at the suggestions. And it was NFL's hardest hits were coming up. Oh, my God. It was cr- clotheslining. So you were watching the old films? They weren't even. They were from, like, the 80s. Oh, really? Like, guys coming across, getting clotheslined. Yeah. Well, it's a different. Well, I, yeah, it's a different game. I mean, it's just, it's not the same game that it used to be. Yeah. It's still incredibly violent. It's faster. Like, in some cases, you can say it's tougher now because the players are just in better shape and they're bigger and they're stronger and they're faster. But it was more, it's a different violent now. Yeah. It was almost like barbaric back then. Yes. Now it's controlled violence. Right. Much (laughs) more controlled. Yes. So to circle back, Jerry, WNBA champion Vegas Aces versus a boys high school state champion. No, I think they would win. I think the boys. Would. You think the boys no. will win? You think the aces no, would I win? No, I think the aces would win. I would win. love to see it. Yeah, well, you're not going to see it. Mm. You're never seeing that. Yeah. That's not happening. Although, you may at some point, because as we're moving further and further along into the transgender type of society that we're in, I think you're going to get to a point where you get rid of men's and women's and it's just, this is the NBA. We let some women uh, play on uh, just the I don't best. Know if it's high school or college, where the they're best a kicker. People play. Yeah, that's it. And best if people that's, play. Let's go. If that means there's 26 women on an NFL team and 20, whatever the number would be, the 29 men. Great. You take the top 52 or 53 of people. I'd love to see the Giants draft a woman quarterback next year. Let's get this going. Well, let's go. If she's hey, if she's good enough. I don't think the Giant fans care. If I don't. It doesn't matter. The needle, Jerry. It doesn't matter who or what you are. Yeah. Go win. Just win, baby. Just win, baby. That's right. If I was a terrible NBA team or needed, uh, I would take uh, that Caitlin Clark or uh, who was the gal from well, LSU. I don't remember her name, but Caitlin Clark is making so much money at Iowa right now. Yeah. I think she's going to see if she can uh, have a sixth year of eligibility next year. Yeah. She's probably. I don't know this because, as you see, WNBA salaries are not great. Yeah. I would think Caitlin Clark is making seven figures at Iowa. Man, what's um, I feel like I'm disrespecting the LSU women's basketball. Well, I don't remember. I, yeah, I know. I'm gonna get her name right away, Jerry. Did you know? See if if they Jerry, report. Uh, 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 All right, let's see what. So how about this? All right. Yes. Caitlin Clark, according to this report in, I don't know what website this is, but. Her evaluation for yeah. this year is that she will make upwards of $800,000 playing at Iowa. Is that right? Yeah. Hmm. Which is very probably. That's a nice uh, paycheck, Jerry. Well, I mean, I just said the, the WNBA Aces girl was making two fifty. dollars If she's making $800,000, that's pretty good, man. To play college basketball and be a star in Iowa City, that's awesome. Angel Reese. Angel, right, there you go. What's her nil deal? I don't know. But or did she graduate? I don't know. Okay. Loaded with info. <laughs> <laughs> this here says, let's see if I could get the date on this, Jerry. I yeah. can let you know if she's still, uh... oh, man, get off of this. 
Not working, huh? I don't know, Jerry. Yeah, know. it's all right. Not uh, a big deal. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? Not a big deal. Actually, yeah, this is. I think she's still playing. Okay. And I would think at LSU she's making a lot of money, too. Yep. Because she became a star oh, last yeah. year. She's a bit of a... Uh, she likes to stir it up herself, Jerry. Let's stir it up. All right, let's do the... Um, what is that called? The warm-up The warm-up we show. Do. Now, tomorrow we have a Friday. We have cool games. We does. I don't have a lot of hope for cool games tomorrow. I don't either. Uh, not much at all, actually. Because we've looked ahead already to the primetime games. I will tell you the this. standalone games is not good. Let me just tell you this. The announcers for the Cowboy Giants game? Yeah. Burkhart Nelson <laughs> and Aaron Andrews. I like it. That's true. That's the game they got. I might actually and consider that a cool game. If we can look at it's not. Oh, okay. If we can look ahead one week. Yeah. Cowboys, Panthers, Burkhart Olsen, and Aaron Andrews. Wow. Yeah. Those are the big games. That's what we're looking at. All right. So maybe you got some good AFC games. I don't know. Uh, who knows, Jerry? Well, Let's we'll hope find out so. tomorrow morning, 530. Five thirty. Five twenty five. For that, but we're on yeah. a five, Jerry. Do yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five o'clock. All right. All right. So. Yeah, yeah. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Commissioner Bud Selig announced today that third baseman Alex Rodriguez of the New York Yankees has been suspended without pay for the remainder of the 2013 championship season and postseason and the entire 2014 championship season. You tell me why I should serve one inning. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. It's 5.02. That means it's a couple minutes after 5 o'clock. Also means it's Thursday. The Eddie Scazzeri, what is up? And uh, about 10 feet from me, his name is Al Lonnie Dukes. What's up, man? Good morning, Jerry. The football season is alive and well and starts tonight. Thursday night football. No one cares Panthers, tonight. Bears, no baby. No one cares. You, what do you think the combined records of the two teams are? Oh, that's a good question because I do not know this. Uh, I will tell you that they have played a combined, to make this easy. All right. They have played a combined mm, 17 games. I'm going to no, say. No, that's not right. That's, that's wrong. Uh, that's wrong. No, that's right. That is right. 17 games? Yeah. I'm going to say they have a combined record of four wins. No, three. <laughs> One team's two and seven. The other team's one and seven. Oh. I mean, it is atrocious. That's not that's not a good way to kick off the week, Jerry. No, and Peyton Manning last night making fun of the Jets. That's not a good week to keep, kick was, off the week either. Right. It was Which, stupid. It doesn't even make sense. No, it was factually wrong. 
Yeah, I guess the CMAs were last night, the Country Music Awards, Jerry. And I In love, Nashville. I love country music, and I had no idea that was going on. Of course, I don't have television, so I couldn't have seen it. <laughs> One of your apps might have had it. Uh, I don't think so. What was it on? It was probably See, on ABC. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't, oh, I don't get that, me. Jerry. Unless it's on Netflix or or Discovery Plus. Oh, what about Paramount Plus? I don't have that. Oh, I thought you did. No, I had it for a little while. Oh, I feel like we get this, should get that for free though, Jerry. We work for CBS. I thought we did. I looked for previous emails. Didn't have it. <laughs> How about throw your boys a bone over here? So I pay my twelve dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is just my way of protesting, like um, paying all this money for TV. Yeah. That just, you know, I, but I miss things. Yes, but, you do miss things. Yeah, Peyton Manning made a joke about uh, said uh, the, the the difference between Taylor Swift and... Want to hear it? Oh, yeah. You know the difference between Taylor Swift and the New York Jets? Uh, Taylor can sell out a stadium? You nailed it. No, that's not oh, really yeah. true. Stupid, the Jets. Ben, you knew that punchline, Luke, so I wouldn't get in trouble. Well, it was Luke Bryan, apparently. Yeah, Luke Bryan. Yeah. It's just not right. And it's... then the Jets tweeted at him. What are we talking about, Peyton? Yeah, it's incorrect. It's wrong. So, mm. really stupid. Very stupid. Yeah. Dopes. Uh-huh. So you're not excited for Tyson Bagent to, to, to Bajent. play? What? Tyson Bagent yeah. to play tonight, Jerry? Uh, I will not watch two seconds in of In place game, of Justin honestly. Fields? No, I'm not watching you're this out. game. Why? Like, for I'm not a fantasy uh, football guy. Right. I'm not betting on the no. Panthers and the Bears. I have zero interest in this game. Yeah. None. But this, this couldn't have even been thought of as an interesting game back when they made the schedule. That's the part I don't understand. Like, I get, well, like, the Jets being in prime time a lot and yeah. the Giants being in prime time a lot. It, it made sense when they made the schedule. But thinking that the Panthers were going to have – a brand new quarterback that never goes well. The so, first all right, year. So I think that's your answer, though. I think your answer is like, look at the kid in Houston. Good point, Jerry C.J. Stroud. So I guess all of these teams have to have a prime time game. So when you think about maybe Justin Fields and Bryce Young, maybe I mean it's a leap of faith because the Bears don't seem to do anything right. It was a leap of faith, yeah, but. I guess the thinking back in whenever they made the schedule in May or June or whenever the schedule was spit out was, you know what, this could be a battle of two up-and-coming quarterbacks, young quarterbacks. That went poorly. That did uh, that that scheduling did not go well. Because the Panthers are awful. Al Michaels, though, did say that he is coming back next year. He okay. is not retiring. He's going I, completely. Whatever, Al. He's going <laughs> completely. Way to go, Al. He's going completely against everything I believe in, and that's old broadcasters. Hit the bricks. No, I like, listen, I love the sound of the uh, of the legendary broadcaster. Like, you're a legendary broadcaster yourself. I did see that in on a tweet. Yeah, well, yes, and in the New York Post. Shut yeah. up, Al. <laughs> shut up. I have a question about tonight's game with Al All Michaels, right. and I'm serious when I ask this. He has been on record as complaining about bad games. This might be the worst of all of them. Do you think he prepares for this game? Or do you think he just shows up and says, someone give me a flip chart and I'll call the game and let's talk about the NFL for three hours? I think he does a very minimal work for this. Minimal work. Very casual, glancing over at these things. He'll have a whole bunch of stuff about Tyson Bajan. Yeah, and he'll have stuff on, I'm sure he'll have stuff on the quarterbacks, 100%. But after that, he's Al Michaels. I think he just shows up and says, hey, let's talk about what's going on in the NFL. Yeah. Because no one cares about this game. This game is in Chicago. There'll be nice pictures of, uh, what's Chicago famous for? Deep dish pizza, sausages. 
It is. I don't know. I don't know. I always I have feel no like idea. I always feel like all the Chicago. They have great Irish bars in Chicago. Is that right? And a lot of them. Yeah, I've been there a few times now with Rutgers. Yeah, I, it's one of those cities. I don't know if I'll ever ever go to Chicago. Well, maybe you would. Never going to go to Wrigley? You don't think you'll I don't never know. go see the Mets and Cubs? This is getting sad, Jerry. What if I never make it to Chicago? Right, because you got to. You want to really make it sad? Yeah. You might only have like like twenty summers left to do it. Right. This is what I'm saying, Jerry. That would get me to 74. Yeah. I mean, potentially maybe 30 summers, but are you going to be want to be traveling to Wrigley Field when you're 80? Yes. No, you don't want to travel there now. I want you to bring me there, Jerry, and I want you to push me in my <laughs> wheelchair. But what about me? I'm only a couple years younger than you. <laughs> one of your sons is going to have to help us out. That's possible. Bring both your sons. The one will push you, one will push me. <laughs> I bring your nephew. And we'll go, yeah, I'll bring my nephew, Drew. There you go. He's just supposed to be taking care of me when I get older anyway. They're perfect. One of my kids can push me. Drew can push you. And my other son could go run and get his beer and uh, hot dogs. Perfect. <laughs> that sounds like a great time. When are we going, Jerry? <laughs> How about the summer of 2038? <laughs> I saw another weird thing I saw that said people born today yeah. are going to live to the year 3000. What? If you're- That's not true. That could be a thousand years old, you jackass. They might be lived to twenty one hundred, three thousand. That thing was incorrect. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. Do you even think of things? That sounded like me right there. People born. Wow. So they would turn a thousand. So let's see. They would be a lot. They'd be nine hundred and seventy six years old. There's some major advances coming in medicine that we don't. <laughs> that sounded wild to me when I read it. Now I understand why. <laughs> you didn't do the math. <laughs> Do you think the person who put that out there knew it was going to trick people or they were stupid too? No, I think they thought this will be fun to see how stupid people yeah. are to actually run with this. I fell right for it. <laughs> yes, you did. They will live to be the, into the, to be uh, 2100. 2100, yes. yes. The well, year, it's not as fun. Well. Living to the year 3000 not. is really cool. Eh, well, if there is a year 3000, yeah. the way we're going right now. There was a, uh, the New York Post, Jerry, wrote an article about my very hot take I had about... I know, I just alluded to it. Caleb Williams. Yeah. And how I didn't want him for the Jets or Giants because he was crying in the stands. Apparently, I argued with you. Yeah, they, you're, you have multiple quotes in that... Uh, <laughs> I wasn't here. ...article that are attributed to you from Monday. I got geoed. But you're claiming you weren't here, Jerry? I was not here Monday. That was CeeLo? <laughs> that was CeeLo, Yes. <laughs> I like the one quote that I had in there because I did send the article to my mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but very proud, Jerry, being in the New York, New York Post. Post. Still means something cool. Yeah. And then I realized in there I said uh, that uh, these are the children of nice fathers. I did hear that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean that as a shot at my father personally. I just meant in that era. It's different. Fathers weren't wusses like they it's are It's different. Now. Uh, hello. Do you mind? <laughs> a dog dad over there who's afraid to have children. <laughs> Went to wuss number one. <laughs> not interested. Uh, yeah. So um, here's what we're not wusses. We just don't beat our children. <laughs> you still have to be tough with them when you got to be tough with them. Yeah. There is a thought and there is the notion of being friends with your kids. Yeah. That has certainly become a thing. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a fine line where you're still parenting. And if the kids are good, the kids are good. That is true when people go. It's always weird, like when a mother says their daughter is their best friend. I'm like, mm, that's not. That probably shouldn't be the case. I think that can be the case at a certain point in life when the kid is twelve. Probably not a great thing. Right. 
Right, when the kid's 15, 25. Maybe. you got to be a parent, right? Yeah, you got to be a parent. Once they mature and they get through those stages, yeah. I think it's great. But you're Me right. Too. At 16, when they're probably lying to your face to steal the vodka <laughs> out of the cabinet when you're not looking, hmm, right not a good time to be their best friend. Why do you think that changed with fathers where they became softer? I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I was never, my dad never hit us. I never, I well, heard I mean, you like, say get the belt. Yeah. I never received the belt. My parents never did that to yeah, me. Yeah, I was never hit with the belt. I would like to, I would think I'm very much like my parents as yeah. a parent. Yeah, but I wasn't, our parents didn't uh, smack us around, but I'm just, but they were more like your father was the disciplinary sure. man. Yeah, yeah. You know I, I mean? don't know that that's different though in a lot of houses. I think it's still the same in a lot of cases. Does your wife ever go like this? I think it depends. Hold on. I think it depends on who's not around more. Yeah. Like, I think the mom 100% can be the disciplinarian if she's the one that's working during the day. And then if you do something stupid, she's the one that comes home later. She's the one that's going to give it to you. Vice versa with the dad, if he's the one that's on home during the day. I think that's more the head of authority in that regard than what it was years ago when moms didn't really work. What about uh, my mom would pull this move sometimes. She'd go like this. Wait till your father comes Oh, home. my mom would too. Sure. Oh, 100%. Because <laughs> we were afraid of the fathers. Yeah, That's yeah. what I mean. Well, but again, because dad wasn't home all day. Yeah. And then wait till I t- your dad's going to be exhausted from work, annoyed by the commute, and wait till I tell him what you did. Right. <laughs> You're really going to set him off. Right. He so wants, sure. He wants to read his afternoon newspaper. What is this? Leave it to Beaver. <laughs> That's correct, Jerry. <laughs> the afternoon. Put his slippers on. <laughs> Was a glass of wine waiting for yeah. him as well. He had to uh, work on the carburetor for his car, so it would get him to work the next day. Right. Meantime, you can't even change did. a flat tire. I cannot. Right. You wanted to talk about the wussification of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually did more. Like I used to change my own oil years ago. Yeah, I haven't done that in. Nor would you now. Thirty years. Right, and you wouldn't. And I wouldn't, right? No, not anymore. Because it's not that big a deal to take it somewhere. No, nah, it can be a pain in the ass. It takes yeah. a while. But you really want to get under that thing, and then you got to open the cap and hopefully not to get drenched with oil right. before Hot you boy. catch it in the pan. Yeah. No, I'd pass on that. Not only that, but now, Jerry, because yeah. we're a bunch of wusses, it's frowned upon to pour the oil down the sewer. <laughs> <laughs> so where am I taking that oil now? You bring it to a gas station. <laughs> I just show up to a gas station here and yes. take this oil. Yeah, they have the drains oh, specifically really? for the oil. Well, where do you? What do you think I they don't know. do with all the oil they change? <laughs> Good question. You think they throw it down the sink? <laughs> <laughs> we better get that water tester out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and then no, where they, does that oil go? They have go? tanks, and then they have the oil that it gets removed. And where does all the old oil I, that go? I don't, that I couldn't answer you. I don't the Atlantic. I have no idea. Do not put I it really in the Atlantic. That's going to wash up on my shore. Maybe they recycle it. I don't know. I'm not sure. But I do know that when I used to, and this is 30 years ago, well, yeah, 30, 35 years ago, we used to have, that's how I cut my wrist. I thought I was leaking oil all over the place, and it was missing the... Uh, the drain hole. <laughs> I don't know what you call it, but it was in the floor. Yeah. In the bays. And you would open the cap and then you would drain the oil cylinder and it would go into the tanks in the in the ground. Yeah. And then they would come remove it. They would suck the oil out. Yeah. So. My mother used to save oil too from when she, when she was frying things in oil <laughs> and then would pour the oil out into a, uh, like a plastic container. What, what would... <laughs> What would 1982 Al say if he met 2024 Al? Oh, my gosh. We were deep frying French fries. (laughs) 
chicken. And it was delicious. Oh, my gosh. It was delicious, mm-hmm. Jerry. Yes, it was. Hmm. But that also wasn't the best thing for you Probably either. not. Probably not. Do you think when you watch, before we get back to the sports. Sports talk. I mentioned Leave it to Beaver. You've yeah. seen that show, right? Yes. You think that's really how life was back then? Like the dad came home and the mom would come out all prettied up and like hand him his newspaper and his drink. And then he would she would send the boys down to probably get yelled at for the crap they did during the day. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I know we live in a different time. It just seems hard to believe that that's the way it was. Yeah. And like if dinner wasn't on the table, there's going to be a problem. Yeah, like, are we serious? Yeah. I think there, I think there was some of that going on. I suppose. Yeah. It just seems like a fantasy world. It is a fantasy It does not seem real. Yeah. Your wife serves you dinner. She's all prettied up there, Jerry. Well, yeah. uh, Judith? No. What was her name? It was Ward, Wally, and the Beave, and June. June, I think it was June Cleaver. June Cleaver. Yeah. Beaver. Was it Cleaver? Beaver Cleaver. Yeah. Beaver Cleaver, Wally. Leave it to Beaver. Yep. Do you ever get into that show? No. Never? No. I don't know why. So when you were home from school, you wouldn't find the black and white Leave it to Beaver No. Uh, when I was home from school because I was sick, I would watch Gilligan's Island. Uh, sure. So would I. Monsters. Yes. Price is right. But not Leave it to Beaver. No, I would not watch Leave it to Beaver. How about my favorite, Matlock? No, I'd never watch Matlock You didn't like Andy either. Griffith? No. Ah. No Matlock All right, the me. Andy Griffith show. No, I didn't watch that either. You wouldn't either. watch that either? No. The only black and white show I liked was The Monsters. Hmm. Yeah, no, I like that too, but I also enjoyed the other ones. Oh, Lily. <laughs> <laughs> you can do your Dan, not Dan Rather. What's his name? Tom Brokaw. Tom Brokaw. Holy <laughs> Homer. <laughs> Stupid. All right, 517, just getting started. I promise back to the sports. Al will give you his breakdown of Victor Wembenyama after the break. Then we've got uh, Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. <laughs> What awesome TV show was this from? And the one with uh, Alyssa Milano. Yes, look at you. I forget what it's called, though. Charmed. Charmed, right. That was on in the newsroom, like, Shannon Doherty, Holly week. Marie Combs. Yeah. Alyssa Milano. And then, uh, uh, who is Paige? Because uh, Alyssa Milano Rose on McGowan. her. Yes, Rose McGowan. They hate oh, wow. one. I literally hate one another. Oh, so. Star-studded up. Uh, Program. Well, she took over for Shannon Doherty when she left. Oh, she did? Okay. Yes, Rose McGowan did. Oh, yeah. This is the Smithereens. Is that right? Uh, no. This is the Smiths. The Smiths. I'm sorry. The Smiths. Thank Jerry, you. how soon is now? Right. I have a uh, take on the Scott Boris guy, Jerry. Oh, so does David Sampson. Oh. That's so funny that you bring that Ooh, up. I wonder if we have the same take. All right. So I'll play him first. Who is David Sampson again, David Jerry? Sampson used to run the Marlins. Oh, right. Okay, so he was a GM or a team president, either way. He, on his podcast, I don't know the name of the podcast, but it's the David Sampson podcast, we'll call it that. He decides to spend six minutes explaining what it's like dealing with Scott Boris. Now, I only pulled four clips. I didn't go nuts because there's a lot of minutiae in there, Mm -hmm. but this is probably, and this is how he starts it, essentially, this to me is the most damning clip of Boris. If a player has Scott Boris as an agent coming out of high school or college, we will do everything we can not to take that player because we don't want to be involved with Boris at all. (laughs) I mean, if that doesn't say it all, I don't know what does. (laughs) I feel like that there should be a limit on the number of players he he could have. And I don't think there is a limit. There's not. I mean, that would be 
limiting what he could make. Yeah. You know? But it's almost like, you know, there was a, a limit on the number of radio stations in a particular market that one company can own because they don't want one company dominating. Understood. You know, the same with like newspapers. You can't own every newspaper in town because mm-hmm. there wouldn't be differing views and no competition. So you want to say each agent can only represent 10% of the player pool. Yeah, because I having you. that guy get everybody, then he can just be douchey and... And oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to deal with Pete Alonzo? That will, uh, then I'm not going to bring any of my players your way. You could definitely do that. Absolutely. It just sucks. Yeah, if I was a player, I'd be like... You want Scott Boris. Would Scott Boris please represent yeah. me? Yeah, that's why it's Boris Corporation. Yeah. And I know he's got a bunch of other people under him that, and he, that do yeah. deals. So even David Sampson talked about how, in a lot of cases, um, Boris is the one that closes, especially the big deals, but his company has tons of agents. So it's his company that represents a lot, but it's not necessarily him. He seems like he swoops in to really take care of the seven-year, $260 million. He's not really interested in the guy that's going to sign a two-year, $20 million deal. Uh, one of his scrubs can do that one. Yeah, he wants the long-term, multi-hundred-million-dollar yeah. deals. Yeah. Yeah, what if like uh, the owners colluded to not deal with him? Well, then you wouldn't have players. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, that's not going to finally shut him down. Uh, I don't know that that would shut work. that business model down. Jerry. Yeah, I don't know that that's a great idea. Yeah, he also made a point how all teams are. Uh, what's the word? Oh God, when you talk to other teams or when you're not supposed to, or talk to players, what's tampering. It? Tampering. He said every team tampers all season long. Meaning, a guy's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. We'll reach out to his agent in June, say. Yeah, we're going to be making a big bid for him. Even though you're not supposed to, because we did it, everyone does it. Very interesting. He was very open and honest. Well, I think honest. And he had a stupid uh, polar bear joke. Well, he always does this. He had a bunch of them. He, he had, did? Yeah, he had a Clay Bellinger one. Uh, if I can find it for you rather than you He read had a it. Clay Bellinger dad joke as well? Yeah. I know, it, I know Marco put them in here. I just don't know where they are. Yeah. i got to find them for later because I'm sure we're going to have to play them. Yes. Uh, why don't you, if you would like to read it, go he, ahead. He said about to met the Mets and Pete Alonso, when it comes to the polar bear, we're not in contract hibernation. Right. Wah, 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 yeah. Wah. I know, I know, I know. This one was, I'll give you this. This was the Cody Bellinger one. When he came to Chicago, he just feasted on Major League Pitching. And um, really, uh, you know, I think Chicago got the comforts of a full belly so they're going to have to loosen their belts to keep bellinger he feasted bellinger Bellinger. okay belly i mean we're really trying that was a stretch i mean come on yeah so are the yankees going to get this uh, bellinger fella i don't know i have no idea i know the yankees by all indications want juan soto but i don't know if the yankees have enough to get juan soto meaning assets yeah uh, Juan Soto, Juan Soto. Juan Soto. So if not, I would think Bellinger is probably a, a pretty good fit, but who knows? We'll see. The Yankees yesterday said what they need. Uh, they need two outfielders, left-handed preferably. Yeah, they said. I mean, we've talked about that. They've been, very right, they've been very righty-dominant. Um, the biggest thing, the, in my opinion, that the Yankees have to do is they've got to find a team to take Giancarlo Stanton off their hands. If that means they have to pay 50% of his salary, I think the Marlins have to kick in some. You know, there's no way, as bad as he was and has been, 
Um, yes, he can still hit the home run ball, but he didn't do anything else. You can't tell me that there's not a team that wouldn't want a Giancarlo Stanton for, let's say, $8 million a year, if that's what they had to pay, and the Yankees and the Marlins picked up the rest. There's no, you just, I just don't buy it. Of course there'd be a team that would take him for that amount. The Marlins are still paying part of... I believe the Marlins have to pay a portion of his salary over the last three or four years, yes. Imagine being an accountant for one of these teams. No, I couldn't. Like, you're still... No. Got on your books if you're a Marlins accountant. John Carlos Stanton. That's well, that's the contract you signed him to. Yeah. And in order for them to get rid of him, the Yankees wanted some money on the back end of the contract because they probably knew when they took him he was going to be brutal his last few years. <laughs> Unrelated right. note that Smith's song just ended. I have oh, because I have it. I'm, I'm playing it still. Yeah, that's like eight minutes long. That's a long it's a, song. It's a long song. A long song. Long instrumental. Well, you remember this story we talked about with Earl Thomas yesterday about his wife's boyfriend. Not his boyfriend. I said that wrong yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, if he's still getting paid now, like, think about the, all the deferred payments in these contracts, and it's got to be a, an accounting nightmare. There is no way the Marlins can use TurboTax when they do their taxes, Are right? Are you serious? Because that would be just too you know many what? I different would, I would venture to guess... That a team, a major league team, has an army of accountants. Like a whole department. Like you would probably hire a firm to run it. Because I don't mean you got to deal with concessions, merchandise sales, ticket sales, you know, uh, contracts for the front office, baseball contracts of current players, players that are 93 years old still getting deferred payments. Like, yeah, it's got to be crazy. Yes. I see that uh, Ron Washington was hired, Jerry, by the L.A. Angels. He's yeah. going to be their manager. He's 71 years old. Good for him. I love it. I would have loved them here with the Mets. I, You know what? Ron Washington did a really good job. And I know, they, I know he was the manager of one of the biggest collapses in baseball history in the World Series. But he did a good job when he was in Texas. They won a lot of games. They went now, to the World, I think they went to the World Series twice, actually, with him. And based on the last two World Series uh, winners, yep. maybe an early bet for the Angels for next year. We need eh. old guys. I don't think they're going to be any good. Well, you know. You, you still got to have players that are good. I understand. Mm-hmm. The but Angels have a broken down Mike Trout and no one else right now. Just go with it. Baker, Bochy. Yeah, they're just not good. The yeah. old guys. 71 years old, Jerry. He last managed in 2014. I would tell you that. Yeah, but he's been coaching. Yeah, he's been coaching. If he was the manager, the new manager of the Mets, I'd, I'd bet it. Is like that right? Now, Yes. Absolutely. The Mets will be a good team next year. Now, he hasn't managed since 2014. As you mentioned, he's been uh, he's a third base coach with the Braves. Correct. He also had some marital issues, which is why I think he left the Rangers. Oh, is that right? I don't think he got fired. I believe he had issues, personal issues. Man, that's got a lot of responsibility moving up from the last uh, seven years or so being a third base coach. Now you're going to be the manager. I'd be like, Maybe oh, he's done it before, though. It's too much work. Yeah, but he's done it before. Let me just go to third base and wave my arm around, send somebody home, or give them the stop signal. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? Just no, how'd that work out? Remember the, remember the Yankees third base coach that got fired? <laughs> That's not that easy. I guess not. Yes, yeah, September 5th, 2014, Ron Washington announces resignation from the Rangers, citing personal region, uh, reasons. Uh, Alec, oh. He had no. a drug issues, I believe, at one point. Uh, he might have, but this... 71 though, he's lived it all. Yeah, no, there's a couple of different things here. I don't want to say one cause I don't want to be wrong about them. Okay. But I do know there was something with his, with his wife for sure. That was reported. And then, yeah, here's that one that says resigned after this is a headline. 
Wow. SI's headline, ex-Rangers manager Washington resigned after cheating on wife. Okay, that's pretty direct. That's to the point. Yeah. Got it. Not very vague there. No, 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 no. I get him confused with former Kansas City Royal UL Washington who had the toothpick. And I was hoping Ron Washington went to the toothpick move. He didn't. How do you know? He might use a toothpick. He might be a toothpick guy. He could be. That is a cool... You know what that signals? Dusty Baker's a toothpick guy. Yes. That signals, I'm relaxed. Yeah. You think I'm stressing out over this man? He's comfortable in his own shoes. I got a toothpick in my mouth. That's how comfortable I am. By the way, speaking of cheating on your wife... Yeah. There's one of these uh, social media... uh, What do you call it? Uh, Accounts that Mm -hmm. I saw... It's called Crazy Clips, <laughs> and the one says, I don't know if it's true or not, but my God, it says, woman jumps from the fourth floor as she learns boyfriend's wife uh, is about to return home, and the video is her jumping from the fourth floor and landing on the roof of a car. Oh, my goodness. And she's like in so much pain with her back, like, yeah. You just jumped onto the roof of a car, and she's got, like, no clothes on. Jerry, <laughs> like, love oh will make God. you do crazy things, they say. Jumping from the fourth floor? Yeah, right onto a oh woman's car. Lord. Imagine you're in, you're in that car and a woman lands on your roof. Uh, no, I couldn't. Bam. No, I, you might you might die from that. Boom, because absolutely. She, she dented. It was a pretty big indentation yes. from where she landed on the roof of the car. And then if you're in the car, it could crush your head. Exactly. I'll show you when we take a break. I'll show you the video. Yeah, please do. I want to see that. Uh, let's take a break now because okay. I know we've got a lot more to do. Great friends, great tequila. Casamigos tequila brought to you by those who drink it. Make sure you have plenty on hand this weekend. Casamigos tequila reminds our friends to celebrate responsibly. All right, quarter to six. Nice to have you with us. we got Boomer and Geo coming up at 6 o'clock. Uh, just quickly, Victor Wembenyama and the Spurs did play last night, and the Knicks beat them, and he was awful. Um, so that was kind of much ado about nothing. And the Nets, they did win again last night. They beat that fatso James Harden and the Clippers, and Ian Eagle caught a pass from him. So Yeah, that was cool. I, I watched the uh, clip of Ian Eagle getting that ball, and I thought of you because you did a lot and to still do a lot of basketball games. Yeah. You ever have an opportunity to get a basketball thrown your way that you catch it? So they're at Fordham. Rutgers was at Fordham two or three years ago. Actually, it was right before the pandemic, so four years ago, I suppose. And there was a ball that was coming right at my partner, who was an older man at the time. Oh, right. And I caught it right before it hit him, and it was captured on TV. That was cool. That is cool. That was neat. This came all the way across the court, right? Oh, did it? This, the, I, yeah. I didn't see the pass. It came from, like, one end to the other, and he goes, it's coming right for us. Yeah, and he was right. And then he caught it. And how about that? And I guess they spilled a little, uh, a couple of beverages got spilled over there, a little coffee, a little soda. Well, you know, that's the one thing I do watch. So here's the call. Here's Ion on yeah, yes. Cool. This rejection by Paul George. Harden, that's coming my way. I got it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Could see it from the beginning. Ed, you take over, my friend. That might have been my greatest call in NBA history. Now, you've had some pretty good ones. What's really cool about them, because I watched most games, and I did see a portion of this last night, they have so much candy on the table, it's hilarious. So Sarah Kustak, I guess she likes gummy bears and Swedish fish and all that stuff. They've got an assortment of candy that they eat during the commercial breaks throughout the course of the game. So we could have exploded a box of candy. Who knows if he didn't catch that? That stuff's rough on the teeth. It, the the yes, gummy candy. It's also fun and 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 tastes nice. It is, but I I've it is had, rough on the teeth. When I eat Swedish fish, it hurts my teeth. 
You might want to have that looked at. Yeah. Like, it, my teeth hurt from mm. the, I don't know if it's the sugar getting into the receding gums or, or it's what's the going fact on. that you're eating cardboard most of the time the rest of the day. <laughs> my mouth is like, what is this? <laughs> That's right. Swedish fish. <laughs> did you, as a kid, did your teeth hurt when you would have candy? No. And it doesn't hurt if I have chocolate. It's that gummy uh, yeah, all right. situation, Jimmy. All right, so what about gummy worms? That wouldn't work either? No, and I used to, Mark Chernoff used to love gummy products, and he would okay. have gummy worms in his office. I would grab one. All right, how about Sour Patch Kids? No, I don't you like didn't sour. Like, I knew you wouldn't like those. <laughs> no, but regular not. gummy bears, I like those. Yeah. Those are delicious. Delicious. Tommy DeVito is officially getting the start against the Dallas Cowboys. Well, he is. Now, we know how excited he is. As we all would be. He's a guy who grew up mm-hmm. watching the NFL, never thought he... From Jersey, From Jersey, think, yeah. Playing at Giants Stadium. Now he gets to play against the Dallas Cowboys starting a game. At that AT&T game's in Stadium. Dallas. Yeah, well, remember the Cowboys beat them 40 to nothing at MetLife. I do recall that. That yeah. was uh, early in the season, Jerry. This is a game I'd like to go to. Do you think this is going to be uh, close at all? Or do I you don't. Th- you don't? I don't. I, I, no. I don't. Why do I feel like... Because we think it's going to be not close, it will be close. I don't know why I think that. Would I be shocked if we were sitting there in the fourth quarter and the game was close? No. I mean, I could see. Remember, the Cowboys just played a game, and I was there, and I felt it. It had a playoff atmosphere. Now you're going back to AT&T Stadium against a team that's not expected to do much. They're 2-7, and and you got a backup quarterback. Would I be shocked if they had a complete let down in this game and won this game 17-13. Now, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Just win the game. No, I wouldn't be shocked at all. They should win this game by four touchdowns. They should be a pissed-off group after after getting to the five-yard line and not beating the Eagles Sunday and losing a game that probably cost them the chance at winning the division. They should go out there in front of the home crowd and do what they've done to bad teams all year, bury them. But if they don't, it's the NFL. Not, nothing. That giant defense still pretty good. I know they didn't show it in Vegas. They are still pretty good. What we know is there's probably a not a very good chance that it's going to be worse than forty to nothing. I wouldn't think right? so. Forty I, to nothing is hard. And to that do. was with Daniel Jones quarterbacking. Yeah. I mean, that's hard to do. That's very hard to do. And you got to think too. Forty to nothing. That game got away from the Giants so quickly because of the special teams mistakes, the penalties. It wasn't like the Cowboys, like offensively in that game, if you go back and look at the stats, I don't have them in front of me, but I don't think they were very impressive for Dallas. It was the fact that they picked off Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley dropped the ball right into the hands of one of the Cowboy defenders, the blocked field goal for a touchdown. It was like, and it all happened so quick. So no, it would be hard to do better than 40 to nothing. Has a team ever shut out? The same team twice in the season, I wonder. Probably. I'd have to Google it. I'm sure they have. I don't, off the top of my head, I couldn't think of one, but I'm sure they have. If this happens this weekend, we'll find out because all the articles will, will tell us when that's happened again. Uh, yes, or maybe some article will have it in a preview. Oh, a little preview article. See, has, a, has an <laughs> NFL team yeah. ever shut out the same team twice, twice. in a season? In a single season. Let's That'd see be that wild Google stuff. Search. Has an NFL team beaten it now? That doesn't come up. You know, you got to ask Jerry, chat GPT. Or check like the 76 Steelers. They had a great defense and they gave up like a record low point and they played the Brownies twice. Well, yeah, we'd also. Uh, and the that, Bengals and the Oilers. The 85 Bears, if you look at like they, the, the division, Buccaneers yeah. were terrible back then. Yeah. I, and they played them twice a year. Maybe they shut teams up. I might Google twice. this, Jerry. This might be a project for me. 
When will you find the time? Probably, uh, I guess sometime this afternoon between sure. noon and eight. I mean, sure. I, if if I have time. I'm sure you do have time. I might look into I this. Can, I, right now, I have the 85 Bears right here for you. Yeah. I will tell you that they only had two shutouts on the season. And one was the Cowboys. 44 nothing. <laughs> that was the front cover of yeah. Sports Illustrated. That was embarrassing. And if you remember, there was a problem with the feed at the Meadowlands to where we got on CBS the start of the Cowboys and Bears, and the Cowboys had the first possession and were driving, and they crossed midfield. And I remember thinking, this is awesome. Screw the Bears. The Cowboys are going to do this. And then they figured it out, and we went to the Jet game or the Giant game, whatever it was, probably the Giant game. And then next thing you knew, it was 44 nothing, 44 nothing. Yep. And they had back, so they had, the Bears had back-to-back shutouts over the Cowboys. For, how about this? They won two games in a row by a combined score of eighty to nothing. <laughs> they beat the Cowboys forty-four nothing, yeah. and the Falcons thirty-six nothing. Awesome! And it gets better. Prior to the Cowboy game, they beat the Lions twenty-four to three. So in three weeks, they outscored their opponents one hundred four to three. That's pretty good, Jerry. Holy crap! But they did not shut out any other teams. They had mm-hmm. two shutouts, and that was it. So no, there no, they did not shut out the Lions twice or anything like that. Seventy-six Steelers, five shutouts. Twice against the same team? No. Mm-hmm. Giants, Chargers, Chiefs, Bucks, and Oilers. How about that? So How about that? Five shutouts, two games where they gave up a field goal, and one game where they gave up two field Maybe goals. Maybe the purple people eaters back in the day? I don't know, Jerry. This, You know what this feels like? Probably that didn't happen, so I'm not even going to research Wild goose chase. It. Wild goose chase. I'm, I oh, wouldn't be shocked if it's happened. I'll have someone tweet me if it happened. But I, it's, knows. It's, it doesn't come to mind very quickly. Do you think we'll see Matt Barkley at all on Sunday? For the Giants. Yes. You do. I do. (laughs) Injury or... Because I feel like when a guy finally gets the opportunity, he doesn't last. (laughs) Poor Tommy DeVito. (laughs) We're already predicting he's going to walk out of of AT&T Stadium with an injury. Here comes Dorrance Armstrong on the left and Micah Parsons on the right. Good luck. I know. Hey, listen, maybe he throws for five touchdowns like uh, C.J. Stroud oh, did last week. Man. Who knows? It's the, the NFL, man. You never know from week to week, game to Hell, half to half, you don't know what's going on sometimes. I know we like to say we never know, but then because that's how we kind of get ourselves interested in these Jets and Giants games, and right. then the, exactly what we expect happens. Yeah. Here's a, here's the Jets storyline Sunday. The offense will suck, and the <laughs> defense will be good enough, and they still won't win. Correct. Okay, sounds about right, and they're 4-4. Four and four. Right. That's what we expect against the Raiders. The Raiders. Jets Raiders. That's a big one, too, Jerry. The Raiders. That one is a big. You know what's so funny is, you know, Robert Sala said the thing on the other show about, you know, I'm pleading the fifth and all that crap. About not, uh, do you still want? Yeah. And then at the end of the day yesterday, he's like, you know, no, there's no conspiracy theory. Well, you're the one that started this by saying that. Right. Like, you got to give us a better answer than that. He gave you nothing. Yeah, he said, we're all on the same page. So any conspiracy theory that might be out there, we're on the same page. Yeah, mm, I don't know if I'm buying that. Which means we were all told what to say, and that is that we all want Zach Wilson still in But he also said it didn't come from the top. Yeah, that sounds like a lie. Which sounds like a bunch of crap. You're a liar. A liar, sir. All right, quick break. When we come back, we will wrap things up. And then standing by is one Greg Giannotti and Boomer Esiason. Also standing by, her name is Amy Lawrence. She does the Odyssey Sports Minute, and this is the year of the rookie quarterback. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. 
the superheroes of WFAN. All right, we got about a minute or so left now for the Wembenyama breakdown. Now, <laughs> actually, Jerry, uh, my research team, Eddie Scazzeri, uh, found that the seventy-two Dolphins shut out the then Baltimore Colts twice, twice in a season. All right, so there you go. Ask and answered. So it's up to your Dallas Cowboys to see if they could shut out the Giants and do it twice in this season. We will see on Sunday. A uh, very odd thing involving uh, Quentin Williams, Jerry, and uh, Troy yeah, Aikman. The Aikman thing part of this is weird. Very strange. So I guess on Monday Night Football, Troy Aikman said that he had had a conversation with Quentin Williams in which he called himself the highest-paid decoy in the NFL. I don't think he said he had a conversation with him. I think he said Quentin Williams calls himself. Okay. And the way it was phrased, it sounded like he talked to him. But still, where did he get that from? Yeah, because Quentin Williams said, I've never even had a conversation with Troy Aikman. Right. I don't know where that... So my guess would be a Jet coach told Aikman that. And he presented it as if it came from Williams. But he never actually said that. Okay. But it's still dicey. Because the articles make it seem like he said he was talking to Quentin Williams. They don't think enough time to play it now. I'll I'll save it for 6.30 or 7.30. Just uh, miscommunication, Jerry. WFAN, WFAN FM, WFAN FM HD1, New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.